Good afternoon, brothers and sisters. How are you all today? Uh, today is quite, uh, well, it's been on and off, raining quite heavily. Um, hope everybody stay dry and safe uh, and also keep warm. Uh, let me just get my board up before we start. Yeah, the day I was, um, I think uh, when we are when we do the morning sit, some mornings are also quite wet. And then I was thinking, um, for for most people, yeah, uh, it's still possible for us to stay dry, you know. But then there are all the delivery services. They have no choice. Uh. Rain or shine, they still have to go. Uh, so there was one day when the when my uh, when the order for food couldn't be delivered because uh, the. The, the, there's no there's no body who who take up the the request yeah, to do the delivery yeah um, so uh, good to keep this in mind oh, good, good to keep this in mind yeah as we have the uh, in a way it's a luxury yeah that when there's rain or shine, we get to stay indoors and be sheltered. Yeah. So, like to uh, uh, shout out, do a shout out to those who are in the service line, who are plying the road, um, whether doing uh, delivery of parcels or deli delivery of uh, food. Or um, so one very direct way we can uh, extend our gratitude and our thanks is to be patient with them uh, when they uh, deliver yeah, because when the road condition is wet you don't want them to be speeding and then getting into accidents uh. mm. and then besides that I was also thinking uh, how about all the insects all the creepy crawlies, yeah. Some of them would manage to survive it, yeah. Actually, many insects would drown, uh, yeah. Uh, or they would, their wings or their their little bodies would get um, uh, wet, and they they may not be able to move around so swiftly, and then they may get eaten up. Mm. So, um, likewise, dedication to them. May they, may all beings have uh, safety, uh, may they be protected, may they find uh, a dry uh, place to type through the rainy season. Mm. So on to today's topic. Um, today's topic, yes, today's topic on attachment or detachment <laughs> uh, we decided to have a play of the topic 
to be or not to be attached or detached. <laughs> yeah, famous words. So let me switch to the white thought and then maybe write a bit. Here's my pen. topic uh, in a way today's topic is can be shortened down to uh, attached uh, or detached So let's take a look at the topic for today. Mm. So all of us have our loved ones, yeah, our precious things that is precious to us. Um, and everything that we have and we own. Um, and we are attached to them because they bring us joy and comfort. So then why, why is it that some people advocate detachment instead? Yeah. I recall that a uh, long time ago when I was in NUS giving a talk so at the end of the talk uh, one of the students asked a very interesting question so she said um, she find the teaching on um, uh, to remove our attachment to be very meaningful um, but she has her family, her boyfriend, her studies. So, um, so how not to be attached? And um, because she still want to care for them, you know, she still want to care for them. So, how? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so this today's topic reminds me of that conversation, that uh, the question that was asked. So um, there are a few things that perhaps we should sort of um, uh, clarify, or to maybe we can look at. So the first thing is um, when we say that one is attached. You know, then another related word is our attachments. And by attachments, we are not talking about those things that we put into our email. <laughs> and then we have our detachment, to be detached. Is there such a thing as detachment? Well, there is, but probably not the same meaning. Uh, so I'm not going to write that. Mm. So, what is the difference between being attached versus being detached? Yeah. Um, the first thing is that these are English words. So, the, the, there may be certain connotations that exist that actually don't necessarily uh, present itself um, within the Buddhist context yeah, when we use it. Maybe not meant to. Uh, but at the same time, when because they are English words, so individuals may feel a certain way towards these words. 
uh, certain connotations. So uh, we still have to address them. So the the thing about um, the first thing we want to perhaps look at is uh, what does it mean to be detached? Yeah, what does it mean to be detached? So when we say we are attached to something, so uh, what does it mean? So we, it, first of all, it can be people. Oh, it can be. Um, events or things then yeah so variety of different things that we interact with let me just pull up the Facebook and see whether there's anything that I should be looking at. Make sure that there's sound. Yes, earphone is okay. Good afternoon. Okay, good. Yeah. So, if we look at them in more detail, then we say, uh, we may we are probably attached to our family. Yeah. Some are more attached to their friends. And then um, maybe some are attached to their colleagues. Let me just adjust the the thickness here. Some may be more attached to their colleagues. No. Um, and uh, let me see. Let me put in some lines here. So, uh, in a way, if we are attached to our colleagues to to some degree, then they can become our friends also. Yeah. Then she. Yeah, so this can be a variety of things. Um, it can be for something to happen. Yeah, happening. Yeah, or not. And the uh, wu is quite straightforward. These are our possessions. So when we say that we are attached to all this, what does it really mean? So it means that it usually means first and foremost uh, that they matter to us, isn't it? Yeah. So the first thing is that um, that they matter to us. And because they matter to us, we care about them. And and because we care about them, if something happened to them, then we are affected. Yeah. Okay. 
So changes affect us. So if if being attached to something means that something matters to us, that it we care about them and that when they change it affects us, then perhaps being detached means that these things don't matter to us anymore and then we don't care and when anything happened to them it doesn't affect us so, um, that's one way to look at it yeah and that's perhaps a common way to that we look at things yeah uh, so in other words when we are detached to something it seems to be uh, if if detached means don't care yeah because it doesn't matter, don't matter. And also, don't bother. It doesn't bother you anymore. Yeah. Then, then it is the same situation that that student asked a long time ago, isn't it? Yeah, because. Uh, just now we mentioned about how there are those who advocate that we shouldn't be attached, right? And in fact, it's not just some people. Uh. In the Buddha's teaching, um, he, is, he, he highlighted that attachment leads to suffering. Uh, so then there are those who say, okay, instead of being attached, then we should be detached. Mm. So, but then if we say being detached means not to care, that things don't matter and we don't bother then this seems like we are, we are divorcing ourselves from everything around us yeah? the very things that are important to us so uh, the trouble with this approach is maybe we can do it for a while uh, maybe we can do it for good uh, but for many people after a while you find yourself struggling yeah? because the truth is all these things do matter to us yeah they do matter to us so to tell ourselves that they don't matter um, is going into denial uh. mm. so this is more about denial and you can only de deny yourself th for that long and as long as this is still the case can you truly not care it's very difficult yeah oh sorry uh, let me shift my writing somewhere because my face is blocking it uh, so let me just draw this and move this down uh, how or what we can do is we can scroll ah okay let's scroll to the side so that none of the words are being blocked okay good <coughs> so we can say that we don't care that we don't bother but that's that feels that's more like saying things out of spite huh? um, but maybe for some people we can really do it then we are basically also cutting ties yeah. 
So if that's the case, then does it mean that the Buddhist practice is basically cutting ties with everything? Yeah. In each case, then, where is the compassion? Yeah. If the Buddha, uh, the Buddha's approach was to cut ties with everybody, yeah, then um, why would he still go back to Kapilavastu to <coughs> to share the truth that he discovered? Yeah. So the truth is somewhere in between. Yeah. So the easy thing to do, yeah, as I've often shared, easy thing to do is because things matter to us, yeah. Hang on, let me change a different color so that it's more obvious. The easy thing to do is because things do matter to us and because of that we care and so we are attached and to things and then they affect us. The opposite is also easy to do. Yeah? We tell ourselves it doesn't matter, we don't care, so we don't bother. Yeah. So if you want to do any of this, you don't need to learn Buddhism. Um, the Buddhist path is a bit more difficult. It is to care, still care, okay? Still care, S knowing that all these things do matter to us. But to care without attachment, yeah, to care without attachment. So, caring, so we have on one extreme attachment or detachment so this is with care this is careless okay careless so the buddhist path is somewhere in between okay so it is to care without uh, without attachment oh, what am I writing care without attachment yeah. and then this is a bit tougher yeah, in fact this is very tough uh, This is the Buddhist approach. The Buddhist approach is to care without attachment. Um, let me see. Uh, where is that? Mm. Yeah. But how to care without attachment? So One of the things that I often um, share with students these days is uh, don't try to just not be attached yeah? not to try to just remove your attachments because there's a reason why we are attached yeah? so um, a huge part of our attachment is to do with our ego yeah? because all this is linked to the ego 
of the I, mine, and myself. Yeah. Or me, if you will. Yeah. Me or I, mine or myself. So think about it. Um, the things that we that matter to us is because it's related to us, isn't it? And we care because it is our something, our somebody, yeah. Or we identify with that something. It can be external. It can also be internal. We care about our reputation. We care about our face. We care about our looks. We care about our family. It's all about our, yeah. Um, so for a start. Um, Instead of saying, okay, don't, don't care about everything, um, try to examine it closer. Yeah. So, if it's not ours, then should we still care? If it's important, then it should matter if, whether it's ours or not, isn't it? Yeah. The well-being of our family, are we able to care even if they are not our family? Mm. So this is the approach to, to say, um, what if the to consider what if the I is not involved? Yeah, can we? Uh, should we still can? We should, isn't it? Yeah, even if it's not our family, some, if someone is not well, we should still care. Yeah, so in this way, if we can do that gradually, then it slowly extends outwards. Yeah. So as far as people is concerned, um, then in the Buddhist tradition we have the practice of mita, yeah, mita karuna, which actually is is meant to gradually extend to encompass not just those who are close to us, not just those who are dear to us, but um, to include. Um, innumerable um, sentient beings uh, even those who are not directly related to us mm. so the Buddha's approach is very interesting because uh, in in one of the sutta which I often quote the Mata Sutta on Mother uh, he, he highlighted what he observed, what he saw which is that sentient beings we have been uh, going around in samsara since beginningless time so it is not easy it's impossible rather to find someone who has never been our mother our father our brother or sister you know and so on yeah so before we attain the wisdom before we have the wisdom of no self we will always have that reference to others in terms of self so one approach the Buddha takes is to then highlight hey, if you want to talk about self, then consider that all beings were once our mother. <laughs> so then everybody is equally important, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Also this is one approach. This is using compassion to overcome uh, that attachment to specific individuals. Yeah. We can also say that then that leads to attachment to all sentient beings. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, but attachment has another feature which is it is selfish. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, attachment is usually linked to just specific groups. Yeah. Where we place as more important. Uh, so if you are so-called attached to everybody equally, then it's as good as not having attachment. Uh. So another angle, so this is using um, Meta and Karuna to overcome. Oh. So another approach is, uh, oh dear, I keep writing in that space. Huh? Maybe I should shrink the window so I don't end up um, Will this do? Cannot still block. Uh, let me just move this down. And then I move the ego down. I rewrite here. So ego. And the approach is is oh no, if I shift it, okay, I shift it over here. Hmm. So carry the attachments using Meta and Corona to overcome this. No? And then I shift this downwards. So another approach to to towards our attachment is um, consider The um, the objects of attachment So instead of just saying, okay, I, I, uh, what sometimes people do, uh, oh, because I, if I'm attached to uh, something, let's say we are attached to A, and A leads to, then we say A leads to attachments, no? and this leads to suffering. So we don't want suffering, right? So then we say, okay, I don't want suffering, so I should not be attached. So I just remove this out of my life. Yeah. Sometimes we have to do this, yeah, because maybe we cannot deal with it yet. But at some point you want to um, examine this. No? To examine it closely. Yeah. Uh, and also to examine not just the object, but uh, ob examine our attachments. Yeah, why are we attached to something? So oftentimes it has to do with certain qualities of A. Yeah, maybe we feel that it's very good. Yeah, a lot of positive qualities. Mm. Now then we examine the qualities itself. 
are they inherent? Are the qualities inherent in A? Or is it something that we impute into A? Yeah. Which is our perception of A rather than what A really is. Mm. Oh. Uh, so we can do that kind of reflection. Um, and perhaps that may help us to uh, slowly um, change our, or slowly our attachments towards it would change. Yeah, why? Because the way we look at things will change. Oh. And only when the way we look at the objects of our attachments change, only when that change will the way we relate to it change. Yeah. And so it's changing from the root of the attachments. Yeah. If you just try to remove attachment by itself, it, that that wouldn't work. Yeah, it wouldn't work long term anyway. Okay, so let me see. Uh, uh, everybody seems quite happy today. Ah, yes, the node is blocked. Oh. So let me look at the question again. Anything else to cover? Mm. So this, this question is from one of the students. I uh, don't know whether I covered everything that the person wanted to ask. Mm -hmm. uh, I kind of rephrase it actually. Yeah, one of the question, one of the topic. Yeah. Yeah, but the gist of it is that uh, if we uh, in Buddhism, there's strictly speaking no no such a practice as to become detached to things. Yeah, although sometimes some some writers or some teachers may use the word detachment. Yeah. Uh, so, for example, mm, if you are a smoker, you may be attached to smoking, yeah. Uh, and maybe, maybe while you are on the process of giving up smoking, you may have to force yourself to consciously not smoke, yeah. Uh, but if you are not a smoker to begin with, or if you have stop smoking for a while already then at that point in time do you have to when you wake up in the morning do you have to consciously detach yourself from smoking you don't have to isn't it yeah um, because smoking is not in your your mind anymore yeah so in Buddhist uh, teaching uh, we are trying to move in that direction oh, we're trying to move in that direction so ultimately, it's not about being detached from things. Yeah, um, we're also not trying to say uh, be attached. <laughs> yeah, so Buddhism, Buddhist practices sometimes are a bit trickier. Yeah, uh, to care without attachments. Do you think you all can do it to care without attachments? Yeah, leave your comments. Uh, Attachments, I think for many people, attachments to uh, change over time. When we are young, when we are kids, uh, attachment to our toys is very strong. Yeah, and maybe attachment to our our mother, our father is can be very strong when we are young. 
because they are source of comfort, source of uh, safety. And then as we grow up, some of this would change. We can become attached to our friends, our classmates, um, and they become more important. And our attachment towards our parents may start to drop a bit. Uh, not across the board, but you know, it changes. Uh, and for some people, then at some point, they become attached to their job, yeah, their position in the company, the the role that they play, um, and eventually, if you settle down, then you become attached to your partner. You become, and if you have kids, you become attached to your kids. You buy a house, you become attached to a house. Yeah. Now, if you consider all this, right, um, it is almost without fail where um, the things, the people that we are attached to, those, uh, the events, the things that happen that we are attached to, are inevitably that which give us uh, joy, yeah? that which give us um, pleasure, happiness. Yeah. So um, that is a common, common something common. Oh, that is something common. Uh, and no wonder why we are attached, isn't it? Yeah. So the yeah. So then, in the Buddha's time, so there's this this guy uh, who lost his son. Yeah, and losing his son, his son died, and then he was very upset. So he shared this with different people, and he come across this person who, who couldn't help him, but told him that perhaps he can talk to the Buddha. The Buddha is uh, perhaps able to help him to you know overcome his grief. So he. On that advice, he went to see the Buddha. Uh, I think the sutta is called Piya Jataka. Yeah, Piya Jataka Sutta. Yeah, that, that which is born from those who are dear to us. Yeah. So there, there are those which is dear to us. And then the, this sutta is about what is being born from that. You know? So when he went to see the Buddha, he shared with the Buddha, that he is, he is very, you know, he is with sorrow and so on because his son has passed away. So then the Buddha uh, commented saying that, that indeed uh, sorrow, lamentation, pain, distress and despair, you know, the, the whole mess of suffering, this arise from those who, who are dear to us. Yeah. So, so the, the man who just lost his son and who is grieving, yeah, he, he couldn't wrap his head around it. So he disagreed with him. He's like, what, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> Those who are dear to us, they give us joy, they give us happiness. Yeah. Uh, which, which, if you think about it, most people will agree that statement, isn't it? But the Buddha is saying, no, no, no. Sorrow, lamentation, and so on, yeah, comes from those who are dear to us. Yeah. Uh, so he, he, this man didn't agree with the Buddha, so he just went off, and then he 
he shared with other people. And then he went, he, he, he met a group of gamblers and he shared with the gamblers uh, what he heard from the Buddha. And the gamblers were like, yeah, what kind of, what, what, what is that, man? Because they also don't agree. Yeah, they don't agree with the Buddha. So this uh, started to spread and more and more people talk about this. Uh, that the Buddha actually said something that doesn't seem to make sense. So word of this spread and it reached uh, one of the king. I think it's, uh, is it King Pasinadi? Uh, <clears throat> so it, yeah, and then, so he was like, ah, so he, this king has a queen and the queen is a very strong, a very staunch Bud, uh, Buddhist, so, so to speak, a very faithful disciple of the Buddha. So, yeah, so in the Sutta, it described that the king then thought to himself, huh, let me see what this queen will say. I think it's Queen Malika. So he said, like, let's see what queen, this my queen will say. Yeah. So he called for the queen and then told him, told her what happened. So the queen, after hearing it, she was like, well, if the Buddha says so, he must have his reasons. She didn't immediately just agree um, and try to explain for the Buddha, but he has, she has faith in what the Buddha has said. Yeah, so this is something we can learn also. It doesn't mean that we must, that we have to simply just agree with everything, um, but uh, do we have that minimum faith? Yeah, in the Buddha or teachers, yeah, uh, to when seek clarification and to find out. But the king, upon hearing this, he was like, ah, you know, you, you are always like the Buddha this, the Buddha that. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> so he dismissed her. So after that, the queen asked one of his, one of her, uh, one of the person, I think it was a Brahmin. Uh, and then asked him to go and see the Buddha and seek clarification. So th that person went to see the Buddha and then the Buddha explained that, uh, uh, explained to, the, to that man. The man then came back and then explained to the, to the queen yeah, uh, that, you know, the ones who are dear to us, when something happened to them, whether they fall sick, grow over or die, you know, then we would get affected, isn't it? And that's, uh, as a result, we experience sorrow, lamentation, pain, distress and despair. Yeah, so we, so this uh, give rise, uh, arise from those who are dear to us. Ah, then the queen was, ah, okay, now that makes sense. So he, she went back to the king and then asked the king, so he, she asked the king about uh, his son, General Siha, uh, the ministers, uh, the people, even herself, and so on and so forth. So all the individuals who are dear to the king and asked him if each of them were to, you know, if something were to happen to them, some harm were to happen to them, or if they were to fall sick and so on, uh, would he not grieve? Would the king not grieve as a result? And the king said, of course. Would you not feel sorrow and so on? Said, yes, of course I would. Yeah. 
at which point then the queen said, then that is true. Right? <laughs> All these people are dear to you. And when something happened to them, you'll grieve. You experience sorrow, lamentation, pain, distress and despair and so on. And so then the, the statement that Buddha's made is correct, isn't it? That from th those who are dear to us, then suffering arise, sorrow arise, pain arise. Yeah. And af after this, then the king acknowledged and realized that, ah, so that the, the, st the statement um, on the surface that didn't seem to make sense, but actually, if you um, look at it deeper, then you realize that there's truth in it, there's wisdom in it. Mm. So then, um, so the sutta ends there. Yeah. Um, so the, then the question is, um, why did the man not see it at the first place? Why didn't the gamblers see it? Why couldn't the, the king see it initially? Yeah. And perhaps more importantly, why do we not see it? Because the earlier statement that um, those who are dear to us, they bring us joy, that's not wrong also. And from, the, from this sutta itself, the man who lost a son is clearly grieving, yeah? having sorrow and so on. So what, what is the missing part, you know? Yeah. Perhaps it has to do with how we, we often um, look at things in a disjointed manner. And when, they should be, when there is a link, we don't see a link. And where there is no link, we go and see a link. Yeah. So, um, the fact that when the son passed away, um, the, the man do suffer. But he linked the suffering to the death itself and not to the son. Yeah. So this is the disconnection here. Uh, failing to see that it's precisely because you are attached to your son. Uh, and why? Because the son brings you joy. Ma. That's why you are attached. Ma. And that's why when the son passes away, then you grieve. Yeah. So that's that missing part. Not seeing the connection between our attachment and our suffering. Yeah. And the attachment in turn depends on the, the son or the object, the individuals giving us joy. Yeah. We, we tend to see only part of it. Uh, and, and the reverse is also true. When we experience joy while be being with somebody, then we impute the joy to that person. And so we become attached to that person. Not seeing that the joy arises due to a variety of conditions. It's not singularly due to that. <laughs> not singularly due to that. Um, person, event, or thing also. Yeah. Uh, the the nice feeling. Yeah. The positive experience, if you will. Mm. So we are not denying that we do have good experience with some people and not so good experience with other people. Yeah. But it's to see that the good experience is not totally due to that one person. Yeah. We are part of the equation, and there are other factors involved. 
So uh, this in the larger scheme of things is actually looking at it from the angle of no self and emptiness. Yeah. That the the good experience is dependent on conditions and is empty in nature. It's not inherent in the person, nor ourself, nor in the conditions. Mm. Uh, so so this is the other side. Uh, the first part is not seeing the connection between our the suffering and our attachments and in turn our imputed uh, qualities to that individual. Yeah. Then there's the other part which is the fact that the qualities, the good feeling and so on, those are also uh, imputed by our wrong thinking that is inherent. Yeah. Mm. So take a look at the sutta. Uh, do go and take a look at the sutta and perhaps it can help us to look at our ourself, the people around us. Yeah. Uh, but remember, is don't don't reflect, reflect and as a result, then stop caring about people around you. <laughs> uh, don't do that. Uh. Don't do that and, and after that say, oh venerable Chongkwan say don't have to care. No, I didn't say that. Uh. Yeah, what I say is uh, care, okay? Care without attachments. Yeah, because if we were to go deeper into it, uh, many times our attachments, as I mentioned earlier, is actually about our ego. Yeah. And that's that's the part that brings suffering. Yeah. When we are attached to someone, uh, oftentimes our attachment can bring about friction. Yeah, and it's because of our ego. We are attached to what we think is that person. So we we end up oftentimes restricting how that person should be, can be, or will be. Yeah. Uh, and when when uh, does it mean uh, just because we have this idea of how the person should be, yeah, because of our attachment, then the person will be? No. The person will just change and, you know, um, become wh whatever it is, you know. Yeah, but if we are attached, our attachment, you know, our impression of how that person is, then we may then impose our attachment onto them. Mm. Yeah. So we're going to explore. Okay. Let me take a look and see if there is any questions. Let me refresh the page uh, because sometimes I realize that uh, if I were to just look at the page without refreshing it, then the comments are not updated. Okay, let me take a look. Is caring without attachment called acceptance? Um, I would say. So the question Justin Pang asked uh, is caring without attachment called acceptance? I would say um, acceptance is part of uh, they are closely related oh, they are closely related, yes so um, 
So depends on the uh, what the acceptance is about. Huh? Yeah. Acceptance of the way things are, the way people are, uh, uh, is linked to caring without attachment. Yeah, because then you stop imposing your own idea, yeah, which is what you are attached to really, of how that person should be. Oh. So, but um, at the same time, uh, what is this acceptance also? Yeah, recently there was a question about whether we should, uh, whether it's okay if if uh, unwholesome qualities arise in us, should we face it with with uh, acceptance and just observe, watch it arise, watch it cease? Uh, is that acceptance? Uh, if if acceptance is like this, then no, don't accept ma. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, especially towards ourselves. Yeah. If we accept ourselves in this way, then we have bad habits, we accept, then we don't change. <laughs> yeah, shouldn't be. Uh, yeah. And especially if, if it's parents towards children, teachers towards students, yeah, doctors towards patients, yeah, then acceptance of it, then it means that, what does it mean? Does it mean that you just watch the child do stupid things and, <laughs> yeah, I said it's do stupid things. Yeah, now this cannot, uh, or the children do things, cannot say it's stupid. Ah, yeah, it's stupid, it's stupid. Uh. Yeah. The, the whole thing about political correctness sometimes is really getting out of hand. Mm. Because if, if that's the case, then there's no stupidity in the world. <laughs> yeah, if, if we cannot say that, oh, this person is stupid, that, then, the, then the word stupid has to be removed from the dictionary. Uh. Yeah, so uh, depends on how you define acceptance. Uh. If it's accepting how people uh, are and would change, uh, then that's different. No? Uh, like maybe um, parent towards the child, to, towards our the, your children. As they grow up, they have their own life, they have their career, they have their partner. So you have to accept that your relationship, although you are still mother, the mother role uh, the name of the role don't change you are still the mother but the role itself has to change because the role our role as mother is not inherent it's not fixed also it is it depends on you and the child without a child you're not mother without you there's no mother yeah it's not just the the second part no most important thing if i'm not around I, then there's no mother for you no but without the child you're also not mother by yourself, we cannot be mother or father, right? Correct or not? Uh, so think about it. Uh, so if any of these two, the, the, the parent or the child change, then the role that is linking them would change. And there are two roles here that links them. One is the parent towards the child, one is the child towards the parent. As the parent grow older, then the child's role also changes. The child cannot continue to act like a kid. At some point, there's a role reversal, isn't it? The child has to adopt the role of the adult, have to start to take care of the, the parents, you know, uh, and has to start to practice patience towards the parent just as the parent, when the kids were young, the parents have to have patience towards the child for them to learn about this world. So if it's acceptance in that way, then I think it's 
that's good. Okay, let me scan through. Uh, okay, I think that was the only question for today. No. Sherry uh, mentioned, Shifu, the line is blurred between responsibility and attachment. Yes, indeed, that's very true. And that's the challenge. <laughs> that's the challenge of life, isn't it? Yeah. How to still be responsible but not be attached. So <laughs> there's this famous words. Uh, not, not by me. Uh, I always use it, but it's not by me. Okay, don't be mistaken. Uh, which is Ying Sang Nuli Guo Sang Sui Yuan. Sorry, I sometimes the order I write wrongly. Yeah, don't mind me. As long as you can recognize it, yeah. So, cause and fruit or result, and then effort and uh, this is condition. conditions so as far as the fruit is concerned that means the result um, oh let, let me restart again <laughs> so uh, for whatever result there is there's always the cost but there's always there's also the so we have a which is the cost we have B which is the condition and then we have C which is the fruit so uh, we can say A plus B you get C this is a very simplified model huh? so as far as the this causal equation is concerned then in terms of the cause we must put in effort okay more effort yes and then as far as the fruit is concerned you have to depend on also the conditions and conditions would uh, include many other factors that is beyond your control what you can determine is your own effort uh, in terms of the cost so in terms of parenting do what you can yeah, do what you should do what you have to do um, as a parent uh, then how the child develop then have to depend on many other conditions uh, many times we can influence certain of the conditions but we cannot have we are not able to have absolute control if you try to exit absolute control <laughs> you are going to get into trouble <laughs> your child will feel stifled and then they will, the child will just maybe maybe rebel and run away uh. yeah um, but you should be more concerned if your child submit to your absolute control because then you'll be in trouble also when when your child is in the 30s and texts you mommy uh, should i hold the girl's hand <laughs> uh, then you are in trouble yeah mommy uh, 
should I take up this job? <laughs> uh, then you're in trouble, or, or daddy for that matter. Mm. But uh, I just mentioned about parent-child. This applies to all the different relationships we have. No. Let me see. Uh, then we write, if you're not attached, I think it's generally hard to develop care. The question of why care pops up. Yes. Yeah. So why care, right? Mm. So this is the tough part. <laughs> yeah, so this is our habit. We only care about things related to us. And that's why in Buddhism, you know, just I mentioned about love and compassion. Yeah. So to still care means to, to have love and compassion towards others. Yeah. That is care without attachment. Yeah. Uh, in our in in ordinary life, there are people who also care without attachment. Uh, I like to think that doctors and nurses, they do care about your well-being, but um, and ideally they should not be attached to the patients. Yeah, um, and I like to think that many doctors are able to do that. Because if they are not able to do that, they will be overwhelmed, you know. Perhaps that's why the, there's a lot of um, studies, there are some studies uh, where they find caregivers yeah, suffering from depression. Yeah. And if I may, I think this has to do with the attachment part. Um, I, I'm not blaming the caregivers for having attachment now. <laughs> But I'm saying that that is part of the factor, perhaps, um, that is that causes a person to become depressed, yeah, over the 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 ward that they are caring for. Oh. Uh, so um, there are, there are many other cases like teachers who genuinely care for students, yeah, but they if they really care for a student, they have to then set them on the right path to go further their studies. And not hold them back, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So there are many other examples. the The question is, how do we apply this towards our family members? Oh, uh, this is the tricky part. Yeah, but the teachings are already there. Yeah, uh, the trouble is using them. Mm. Uh, the trouble, the challenge is using them. How to use them, or how can we be effective? Yeah, we, if if uh, if we think that it's going to be easy, then we are in for a surprise. Uh. It's definitely not easy, and uh, but all the more we need to keep on using it and trying. Yeah, uh, and that's where the examination comes in again. Yeah, earlier part mentioned about examining those that we are attached to, right? Uh, so doing this can help. And that's why in the Buddhist teaching, there's always this thing about seeing things as they are. Yeah. So instead of just running away from the object, the people that we are attached to, to go and examine. Because our usual way of relating to one another is not examination. We are just spinning our own stories. So the Vipassana is about really looking at it and seeing what are we attached to. Oh. Uh, so try that. If you if you do that, then over time, 
you will relate to whether it's friends, family or things around us, even ourselves, we will relate to all this differently. We will perhaps start to see that um, that which whom, whom which we are attached to, actually that attachment is based on our own fabrication. And when we truly see that the very individuals that we cling on to and hold on to actually is a collection of many factors and conditions, then we may come to an acceptance that our attachment is our own problem or not their problem. <laughs> yeah, then we can care, truly care for them without our baggage of attachments. Yeah, so the why, the why part, you know, why care, right? Yeah, it's because, well, we are suffering, they are suffering, everybody is suffering. <laughs> yeah, but even more importantly, is that um, when we truly see that, then we are able to still care. Yeah, and uh, that's why we want to remove the attachment. That's why it's important for us to work on this. Okay, so I hope today's session has been helpful. Uh, so this is the zoom out view. All right. If you all have any other questions or thoughts, feel free to drop a comment inside the um, inside below in the comments on drop, write your thoughts down and I will try to comment and reply offline or maybe next week okay Yuan Xiao San Zam Zhu Fan Lao Yuan Da Zhi Hui Zhen Ming Liao Pu Yuan Zui Zhang Xi Xiao Shu Shi Shi Chang Xing Pu Sa Dao Amitabha so uh, this morning, I had news of a uh, plane crash, uh, an Indonesian flight that crashed. So please join me to extend love and compassion and dedication of merits towards those who perish in the uh, crash and towards the family of those uh, victims. May they find peace wherever they are. May they find strength. And wherever they are reborn in, may they come in contact with wholesome friends, with the triple gem, and be able to learn and practice the Buddha Dharma. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. Yuan Xiao San Zhang Zhu Fan Lao. Yuan Da Zhi Hui Zhen Ming Liao. Pu Yuan Zhui Zhang Xi Xiao Chu. Shi Shi Chang Xing Pu Sa Dao. Amitabha.